Travis. How you doing? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just got up from my usual daily nap. Must. <laughs> I've napped. I've did a couple of midday naps since I left my day job, and I'm like, I can definitely see why this is a thing. Yeah, I do it maybe five out of seven seven days. Maybe maybe it's my age, but I need it. Man, I can never like wake back up after a nap. Like I'm just done for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Actually, after this, I have to go to the gym. It's leg day, so you know I don't want to get up. <laughs> Man, that's the benefit of being your own boss, right? Long time entrepreneur, yeah. do whatever yeah. you need. Yeah, I used to do it. I used to take. I actually used to take naps at my chiropractor office when I had a partner. Uh-huh. We both would go in the back and take naps <laughs> from time to time. So. That was that was always good too. Nice. Well, I don't want to so cut that out of the podcast. Well, I don't want to cut see. that out of the podcast. Let's just roll from there. Yeah, I'm gonna start recording. We got to get these gems. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, Jeff, you are the newest minted menswear channel to hit a hundred thousand. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's it's pretty exciting. Um, it seemed like such a far out there goal, in, you know, a couple of years ago. I remember being excited about getting 50 subscribers. Like I was, I thought I was the man when I had 50 subscribers. <laughs> I was like, 50 people actually want to hear what the hell I got to say. This is amazing. So, I it, the funny thing is, I kind of stopped paying attention to subscribers probably like three, four months ago, because I got bad to where I was almost OCD with it. <laughs> so I just kind of stopped. I was like the social blade watcher, mm-hmm. but um, I kind of. I kind of lost focus watching the number, so I said, "Let me just stop and kind of remind myself that each each person is a person." And stop watching the number, so it kind of caught me off guard because I had stopped watching probably since uh, probably the top of the year. I had stopped watching. Yeah, that's one of the things that Gary V tends to come back to is like you can't be obsessed with making the money; you got to be obsessed with the process and the creation. Exactly. And like that was a big change for me about eight months ago. I was like, "I'm just gonna." like making videos and just let it all work out and it definitely does well i think that's how most of us started was just liking videos and it's funny that quote reminds me of a quote i have in the studio above um above my desk from the that great philosopher jay-z he says uh imitate the process not the result yeah i don't know where he got i don't know if that's an original but he's my leading thought you know he's my thought leader for the last 15 20 years so he always has good ones so I, I try to remember that. That's a really good one. Yeah. Well, so for anybody not familiar with Jeff, Stylogy on YouTube, on Instagram, we had him on. I was looking. It's like 18 months ago. It's been a while since we had you on. Yeah. 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 Wow. Just, uh, got to meet yeah. you at Menfluential two years ago. Um, right. And now, you know, keep, you get 4 p.m. every day. Salute. And so. Um, yeah. You want, why don't you give a little bit of background from somebody who might not know your channel or have listened to the last episode? Sure, sure, sure. So um, like John said, it's called Astology. Um, started it March of 2017, um, mostly as an outlet because I've always really been into style. Style is not my day job or anything like that, but well, it's become now. Back then it wasn't. Um, and I've always had people ask me style questions, uh, friends, colleagues. Uh, I'm a chiropractor. That's my actual day job. And I'm the I'm a chiropractor that comes to, comes to work with a shirt and tie on all the time and or maybe some Gucci loafers or something. I just always love to dress. It's 
always my form of self-expression because even though you might not be able to tell by the channel, I'm a bit of an introvert, suffer from some social anxiety. So um, even as a child, when he's a teenager, one of the ways to express myself was always through style, whether having the latest jeans or the latest sneakers. And so I always found it a way to feel comfortable in any room I went into and kind of took the barrier down from some social anxiety that I so, um, suffered from. So um, one of the personal challenges was to say, how can I put myself out there to, to talk more, but do it in a way where I'm just talking to the camera and in a way kind of come out of my shell. So it was a um, kind of dual purpose of stepping out of my comfort zone and sharing um, some answers to the questions that a lot of guys always ask me. And also, probably the third reason too, anything I know about style is self-taught. Um, from reading GQ magazine, from watching other guys. Um, I'm one of the guys who didn't know how to tie a tie until I was 21. So I figured if someone like me who's into style as much as I am but still didn't know a lot of the answers, I figured there was plenty of guys who also uh, needed some of these answers. So that's, that's where it started. And um, as a way of self-expressing, also to share some information with other people and we got started from there. Hey, you've also, you talked about a few times, um, uh, like when you're on a panel at uh, Menfluential, how you kind of saw a void in the men's style YouTube community. You didn't see anybody who, you know, who walked and talked like you and had, and had your swagger. And, and so was was that part of the reason you wanted to um, to get in there and, and uh, kind of let people hear your voice? Yeah, that, that had a big, um, big part in it too as well. Um, I was, of course, a consumer of the uh, YouTube style channels, you know, the usual three, Antonio, Aaron, and then later Jose, but mostly um, Aaron and Antonio. And although I did enjoy those guys' channels, and I still do, they it didn't quite fit my eye. Um, uh, there was something that I wasn't getting, and I don't know necessarily if it was culturally or presentation-wise, because um, Aaron, of course, is much more excitable and engaging personality, and Antonio, to me, came off as more professorial. You kind of see some of his military background, and I thought maybe I could fit somewhere in there. Um, of course, some representation. There was no, there was maybe a couple of other um, African Americans doing it, um, but none, even on a, any type of larger scale. Um, there's one gentleman that I still watch named Kevin Samuels, but he was more fragrance and style, leaning more towards um, fragrance. And it was like a lightning bulb moment to me. I was like, you're telling me there's hardly any black guys on the planet Earth <laughs> that are doing this? I was like, this is, I can do something that no one else is really doing. Um, and there were a couple of personal challenges when I thought of starting a channel. One, I'm probably one of the older guys doing it. And I thought, who's one of going to want to listen to me? And so I had a best friend of mine who was encouraging me. And I, I think I told this story too at Mental Influential. I was like, I don't know how they're going to listen to me. I'm older than this YouTube audience. You know, my daughter, I have kids. My daughter watches YouTube all day. She doesn't listen to me. So the YouTube <laughs> audience wasn't going to listen to me. And he said, it's called YouTube, YouTube, be you. You've already been, always been a popular guy. You know, people listen to you. People find you authoritative and confident in everything you talk about. So just be you and, and see what happens. So um, it was a, a confluence of a lot of those reasons that I got started. But, and also to be, and to be quite frank, I saw a business opportunity. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Being a chiropractor, you're, you're just a doc. You're a businessman who happens to be a doctor. So 
I've, I've, I've dabbled in real estate. I've owned laundromats. I've done all kinds of things. So I saw um, a couple of studies of how people were making six figures turning on a camera. And so I, before I got started, I studied a lot about SEO. I watched a lot of YouTube channels about how to grow a um, YouTube channel. Um, so a lot of those things, I anticipated success because I prepared for it. Um, I gave myself a five-year plan. I knew this wasn't going to be just something I was going to dabble my toes in or stick just stick my toes in. So I said, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put all my energy uh, into this. And this is something I usually don't share, but I'll share with you guys in the audience. A lot of things in life for me have come kind of easy for me. Like I'm someone who gives like B efforts in a lot of things. And a lot of times I've gotten A results. I've always been very well read. Um, academically, things came easy to me. So I think I don't think I've ever in my life put 100% effort into anything, except for liking clothes. So <laughs> I said, Jeff, just for once in your life, put 100% effort into something and see what the results. And that's one of the reasons why I started doing a lot of content, because it was a challenge to myself. Push yourself. How successful can you be? Because you've been very, I've been very successful in a lot of things in life, but it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. And, you know, for people who aren't familiar with that, you're successful. People may see you as successful from outside, but there's something about just like, I'm not as good as people think I am. I'm not trying that hard. So it was one of the ways to combat that personality flaw is to say, push yourself as hard as you can, do something 100% once and see what type of results you get. And that's why you get not as much daily content as I used to, but as a first year, year and a half, it was almost daily in a way to push myself. So that was one of the reasons why we started off um, doing daily content as a challenge and just to push myself to give 100% effort to something. Yeah, I mean, you definitely went into it with a plan, which is, I'd say, not the approach that most people on YouTube take. Most people do kind of get into it and just dabble and see what happens. Would you say that now things are going exactly according to plan? Are you ahead of where you thought you'd be at this point? Behind in, in a strange way, if that makes sense. Um, I expected growth, but I didn't expect it to be so, so many peaks and valleys. Like I was expecting like a kind of a straight um, trajectory up. So once I started, you know, growing, I was like, okay, so I grew 10% this month. I'll go 10% next month and, 10, and maybe, but it doesn't go that way. It kind of mm -hmm. goes 10% growth. And then next month you might go down 5%. And this is part of the, the problem of social blade watching because it gives you the 30 day you know, month to month comparison. And once that, that number turns red, then you're like, oh, I'm not doing so well. And then, um, but I also gave myself um, viewer, um, subscriber goals and also view goals. I've far surpassed those, but I think sometimes some of the, the, the sec, not necessarily second guessing, but number watching comes from the rate of growth sometimes. And then, you know, late, since I passed 100,000, I don't know if it's a confirmation thing or psychological thing or algorithm thing. Now there's, hmm. I've never had this amount of growth. Like the day, the hour before, John actually texted me and said, I'm watching you, you're about to go with 100,000. 10 minutes later after that, my numbers just start jumping up. Right right before I got to 100 and since then. So that's been, today is the, the 20, it's been two weeks exactly today. And I'm up like 100% the last two weeks. So I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's people watch and say, oh, he has a hundred thousand now. They, they um, assume trust, a confirmation of other people. 
Um, but that's I don't know if that was your experience, Brock. Once you hit a hundred, that it just started steadily climbing. Um, but so to answer the question, long story long, it's yes and no. Um, the growth is where it's been. Um, you know, the, and there's a few challenges with the growth as well. We can get into that if you if you want to too. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so part of the challenge, and I, and I don't, some of it may be unique to me, but I, maybe not because we most of us have day jobs. But um, some of the challenges to are for me are when to go fully full time. I'm not fully full time. I just work full time to full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of, I think I can make a lot of improvements and get to where I would like to be if I started hiring people, because I still do everything myself. So kind of the challenges are when to let go of the day job, the, the traditional career. Um, and I have a traditional career that's pretty hard to let go. And it's something that I've worked, I've been doing since, I've been a chiropractor since 2001. So we've gone, you know, it's 18 years and it's a career that I still owe Sally made money for and, and things of that nature. So it's, there's a lot of, um, Reluctance to give it up, you know, one social status, you know, I like to be called Dr. Morgan. That's you know, kind of important to me. Uh, <laughs> friends and family, uh, the questioning, and also I love my patients. So how do I walk away? I got into that to help people. Um, one of the reasons why I do YouTube because I, I help people. So it's kind of, there's a tug there, but although I still love being a chiropractor, my passion is now with the YouTube channel. So there's that challenge there. And also um, just knowing when to pull the cord and jump full time. Um, it's a good problem to have, but when do you fully commit? Um, and it's kind of like I said, that challenge of um, pushing myself personally to say, just go all in. You know, being a serial entrepreneur, I've taken a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. Some businesses failed, some have succeeded. It hasn't stopped me from. Continuing, but I, I don't know if it's uh, an antiquated way of thinking. I still sometimes think of YouTube as it, is it a real business, quote unquote. It's still that. You know, I'm in my 40s, so I have some some I would call antiquated thinking about a YouTube being a career. I didn't know YouTube was a career to maybe until I saw Aaron on Shark Tank. Yeah, that's when I realized it was actually could be a career. I thought everybody just did it for fun. So yeah. there's some there's some challenges there. Um, there are some things that I'm going to do um, in the next couple of months to further making it a full-time career, such as bringing on some help. Um, some of the challenges are who to hire first, what to prioritize, what do I need help most? When we had this conversation a year and a half ago, I probably needed more help, most of the help editing because that took so much time. Now it doesn't take quite as much time. But so now I think I need help in far as uh, maybe cinematography and um, how to shoot the videos differently or better, because that's not my expertise. I'm, I'm just turning on the camera and just still figuring things out. So I think I could use some help in that area to, to maybe improve the quality. Um, I still love the quality of my videos, but I always think I could be better. So trying to figure out the next step, the next progression, who to hire first, um, what to prioritize, because there's a few things I probably could use some help on and um, trying to figure that out is a challenge that I'm that I'm kind of facing, especially with the rapid growth. Also, with and, and I don't know if you, I think you may have mentioned this in one of your, in one of your videos, um, Brock, about um, the talking about the business of um, YouTube. Is um, as far as what brands 
what brands to get help to you take on, what sponsorships to take on, which ones not to take on. Um, those are some challenges as well. I say no way more than I say yes, which is, I think is a good idea, but to go fully full-time, there's a, there, there's um, some challenges to trying to figure out. So that's, that's what I'm kind of um, pushing my way through now is what's the next step, what to do next. Um, I'm fully committed now to five-year plan turned to a 10-year plan. So now it's kind of trying to figure it out. I can see myself doing this until, you know, it's time to, to time to retire. I can see myself doing this another, and for me, retiring a little closer than you guys. So uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, you know, at least another five to 10 years easily and um, figuring out different ways to maybe always have a YouTube channel, but trying to be forward thinking and maybe um, businesses branching off of the YouTube channel. Um, I have some brand, I have some uh, product ideas that I have for myself that I'm you know trying to research, and that that in itself is a challenge as well. Maybe starting a, a clothing line or a beer care line or something along the line. Those are businesses I haven't done before. So um, thinking about white label, private label, starting my own, taking on investors. You know, it's 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 a very interesting time. I've had um, anecdotally, I had I've had a couple people email me out of blue wanting to invest in the, in the in the youtube channel and invest in the stology brand I'm like whoa, 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 whoa this is going a little too fast <laughs> exciting though <laughs> and, how, and how do you place a value i start thinking about shark tank okay so you want somebody even said they wanted two percent how do i figure out how much two percent is worth mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a lot it's very very exciting these are all great problems to have and just kind of getting through it is the next challenge and the next step yeah, that is really exciting. I, th- I think it's we're like still totally in the wild west of this sort of business. So there's so many different paths you can take. And, you know, it's like you see some channels like just building digital media empires, you know, where it's, it's all content and they're making eight, nine figures, you know. And then you have other channels like, you know, our, our friend Raphael, Gentleman's Gazette is a great example where they have a product line that their channel basically supports. And so I think there's just there's so many different ways you can go. But I, I will say that as... um. You know, we've worked with you at Peter Manning on sponsored stuff and, uh, you know, we're, we're coming back for another package with you because we were really happy with it. So I think I think you have a brand that um, you'll never, you know, struggle to get high quality sponsors. Yeah. People like Raphael and even Jose, who I work with a lot with Essentials is, you know, I'm kind of aware that we don't own YouTube. It's, it's a platform and. It can be taken any day. And um, so I always watched uh, Think Media when I was um, thinking about starting the channel. And I always remember the tagline, build your influence to build your income. So um, a lot of what I wanted to do, you know, first, the, the, the most important thing about the channel is to share lifestyle advice with other men, specifically younger men. Um, but also in terms of building a business, um, the challenge of knowing how to convert that audience and, and, and own some of that audience. You know, I don't have an email list, which I should. Um, there's a lot of things that if, say if I got a couple copyright strikes over the next couple of weeks and they took my channel, I'm kind of, kind of stuck. So there's, a, um, I'm probably too invested business-wise from a strictly business sense. I'm too heavily invested in the YouTube at, uh, basket. Um, I need to probably do, I've watched Brock do this more maybe over the last year, a lot more on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram game, game sucks because me doing so much content, I just can't do both. I have, I still have my chiropractic practice. I'm doing YouTube 
um, Instagram had to suffer. So one of the things I'm actually um, in the works of doing, and uh, as we're talking about, I've kind of really decided that my next hire will be uh, a photographer slash videographer for a couple of reasons. One, to help me do um, Instagram. I'm not a photographer by nature. I'll just stand in front of the camera and take, probably take the same pose every time. So I want to get a photographer, but at the same time, I want them to be able to help me with filming of the video. So whoever I hire for photography, it's going to serve a couple of purposes. One, to grow Instagram. Two, to improve the YouTube. And also, I want to be able to even highlight products better. So I want someone who has a, a, a photography knowledge based on how to shoot products, how to highlight a product in, in the video so I can do even better job. Like I've been fortunate that just like um, Peter Manning's coming back, I have my um, sponsors have been pretty happy with um, with the product that I deliver and the way I, I think I do a good job of organically um, connecting the topic of the video with the sponsor's product. But I would like to do a better job of highlighting the product in, when I'm not doing a lookbook. Um, reason, one of the reasons why I work so well with Peter Manning because it's a, it's a clothing item. It's something that fits me well. So it's, it's easy to demonstrate. Like we did one video about how long your trousers should be. So that's an easy video for me to do. All I have to do is put the trousers on to show that they fit well mm -hmm. and tie it into the topic of the video. It makes a lot of sense because Peter Manning makes clothes for not so tall guys. I have shorter legs. They fit me well off the rack. I don't have to get them tailored. So it makes so much sense. But say, for example, if I do a sponsorship with someone like Beckett Seminon, where I want to show off the shoes. And besides me just doing a shot of, you know, the leg below, I want to kind of learn and have someone help me kind of do vanity shots for the for the product in an effort not only to make those um, videos for brands like Beckett Seminon that I work with a lot better, but most of the people discover me, sponsors discover me by watching other sponsored videos. So if I can improve the way I highlight the products I'm already working with, not only do I do a better job for my sponsors, but it's a, it's a walking billboard for potential sponsors. And so mm -hmm. um, that will be my next hire probably in the next month or two. I'm going to start looking for someone and they have to have those three abilities to help me with my Instagram, to shoot my YouTube videos better and to shoot the products and highlight the products better. Yeah, I think that's when you, when you look at some of the channels that are really putting out like high quality content, um, One Dapper Street, He Spoke Style, there's a partner there. And there, there, there's another guy behind the scenes who's doing a lot of the, the actual production and they have like really professional chops. So I, I think that would be a great hire. Alex, Alex was doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's we, only, next, that's if we just next, could get uh, Carl Marowski to just come be with us, each of our there channels. You yeah. There you go. There, there you go. I, I tried to have family members and stuff like they lose interest pretty quick. They lose pretty interest quickly after maybe one or two Instagram shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need somebody who's into it, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and I feel guilty because I don't know if you guys do this, but I find myself talking about the channel way too much to my friends and family. And I realize, and even if I don't mean to, I may be excited about a new deal. I may be excited about these nice shoes that, you know, because Great sends me a lot of sneakers. I'm so, look at these. And I can see my friend's eyes like glazing over. Like, oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. 5,500 pair of shoes. Woo! Yeah. So, so I think, too, just hiring a, a, a photographer or a videographer, just have someone who's actually interested. <laughs> and, and maybe even bring, you know, a lot of the successes I've had in other businesses is because collaborative. You know, my former business partner, my, my old chiropractic practice, we bounced these ideas off of each other. We, we, we filled in holes. Um, we were able to see things from a different perspective. And 
you know, I know you guys probably dealt with this too. This is kind of, it can be kind of an isolating um, thing doing YouTube. Um, even when you have help, it's kind of a, you know, I'm talking to you guys now, I'm sitting in front of my laptop where I do all my editing and answering emails and stuff. And um, in my current setup now in my apartment, the studio is the second bedroom. So I spend an inordinate amount of time in my apartment by myself. Just yeah. <laughs> with probably, in a probably mentally unhealthy amount of time. So it's, it's, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different animal for sure. For sure. That's one of the reasons we love doing this podcast is because we get to talk shop with people and, you know, it is a very, uh, it, it's, it's a one man show a lot of the time, you know, so it's fun to just talk on the phone and catch up. And a lot of times we joke that, you know, ha half of this podcast is just like, it's like us talking on the phone with each other or, or someone like you and we just happen to be recording it, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's, it's important. You know, I, I've made a lot of acquaintances and friends doing this and it's fun to talk to other guys just because they actually want to talk about this stuff. Like my, my, my regular friends, they not, Jeff, we know you like style. We know we've been knowing you. Can we not talk about that? They want to talk about sports and, and women and movies. And I, I'm talking about, Double monk straps and you know some chinos and stuff. Thumb, thumbnail, thumbnail creation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All that, yeah. Good, all that good stuff. So you know, it's funny. I think I even find myself on the phone for a long time talking to brands just because I'm excited to talk about talk about anything that's style related. So the, a lot of brands, I think, sometimes they work with me because they they can feel the excitement and, and interesting. Because I I take interest in their business because. You know, a lot of the business that reach out there, no small businesses starting out, they have a passion, they have a dream. So just hearing what they're trying to do, whether whether they can they can uh, afford to work with me or we can work something out, just hearing their story sometimes. Um, a couple of them have got me to work with them just because I love the story. I cut them a deal, cut them a break, you know. So just because I, I think, too, because of being a serial entrepreneur, I kind of have a soft spot for sometimes brands starting out. So Totally. Well, what, what would you at this point, now that you're, you know, a big channel, uh, what would you tell somebody who's just starting out or somebody who's been at it for a little while, but isn't seeing much growth? Well, there's a couple of things. And, and I have a friend who will go nameless, a very good friend of mine, that I'm constantly on him about consistency. Um, I wouldn't say you have to be daily like I started out, but you have to kind of play the game and take some ego out of it, which I think I was able to do in the beginning. Because there were a lot of topics I wanted to talk about, but I didn't talk about. Because they were just things Jeff wanted to talk about. What I decided was, you know, what is my purpose? If your purpose to do this is just self-expression, then talk about anything you want. It doesn't matter how many subscribers or how many people watch because your goal is different. My goal was to share the information, but I also wanted to grow a following. I also wanted to grow a business. So I had to be strategic and start out. And I suggest anyone who's starting out or even someone who's not having as much success as they would like, do things that are SEO friendly, period. Still, 75 to 85% of my videos are how to do this, how to do that. It's SEO friendly. And I'll give guys a perfect example. Um, one of my videos that's kind of almost carrying my channel right now that sparked a lot of recent growth, there's one video. And I had a little bit of knowledge base in this. It was about how and where to apply cologne. I did that video a month into the channel. It gets 5,000 views a day because mm -hmm. I specifically said I'm going to do something. All my videos in the beginning are going to be SEO friendly. No one knows who Jeff from Philadelphia is. I'm not a celebrity. You don't know me. But my strategy was talk about a topic. Think about the fact that YouTube is the second biggest, biggest search engine. 
and it's owned by the biggest search engine. So what's going to drive traffic? People doing searches. So I, so I suggested people, and, and to follow my blueprint, do it until you get to a point where you're successful and maybe if you have a stronger personality. I, I wasn't very confident that I was going to convert people to watch me based on my personality only. Um, because of my, I guess, maybe my self-identity of being introverted I, and watching Aaron, I knew I wasn't that lively and engaging. So my um, strategy was get as many people to watch a video as I could, and some would stick around. They, they would come for the information. I would make sure the information was good and I provided value. And they would, they would stick around because they liked me and like how I presented it, and they would come back. Um, so that strategy is still working for me today. And, I, and a second example, there's another video that's, Piggybacking on that one, I have a second video. It's called Cologne Hacks, How to Make Your Cologne Last Longer. That video is maybe 22 months old. It gets 3,000 views a day. So I have many examples of those type of videos that have grown my channel. So I, I, the keys, I think, for a lot of people's success, unless you're just a very engaging person, and, and in all frankness, if your channel isn't growing, you're probably not a super engaging person. You have to be realistic. Do SEO-friendly topics. Do them consistently. The algorithm favors you putting out three videos a week. When you become as successful as Brock and people like that, you don't have to do as much content. I'm just lazy. <laughs> that, that, that's fine too. But it's, to me, lazy is only when you're not doing something you have to do. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. what really laziness is. So once, and, and, and my theory is this, I don't know if it's backed up by the numbers of science. I think once you have consistent growth, and you keep feeding the machine, you have to do something pretty stupid or terrible to go in the other direction. So I would, I would suggest consistency, consistency, consistency. Don't worry about quality because quality would get better by you being consistent. It would automatically get better. The video I keep referencing in this conversation, how to wear and how to wear an apply cologne, the audio is terrible. My, I just started using the lapel mic. That was my first lapel mic video. It's rubbing on the inside of my suit. And people are still watching it. Not that many people are even calling out the bad audio. Maybe one out of 10 comments is about the audio. I can't even watch the video. The audio is so terrible. That was my first month of doing it. But uh, let's say maybe a month ago, it was my 10th most successful video. Now it's my third most successful video. In just a matter of month, month in a month, it's gained 40,000 uh, views for a two-year-old video because it's search engine friendly. It's not a good video. I'm boring on the video. I'm nervous. Even my friend told me, she watched, she's like, you seem pretty nervous on that one. You, were, you could tell you were starting. But it's SEO friendly. So be consistent, be consistent, be consistent, and do things that are SEO friendly until you um, develop a bond with the audience, until the audience is engaged and is there for you. And then you can take more risks. You can do things differently. I'm going to do some things um, fairly differently um, in the second quarter, in the third quarter of this year, starting in summertime, I can take those risks because I've built up um, the trust of the audience. That was another reason why I did 500 videos before I even make any significant. Sometimes I'm tired of the great background and me talking. Um, but I also always try to remember that 75% of people who watch every video have never seen any of your other videos before. So even if your audience is tired of that, your audience doesn't watch your videos. New people watch all of your videos. So although I'm tired of that, Sometimes we have a fear, how much should you change? But because I've built up the trust of the audience, and I think I have the trust of the YouTube algorithm now, I'm going to make some changes. But one of the things I also would suggest to guys um, and young ladies that are trying this, one of the things that you don't want to do is not provide value. 
So for every video, I'm still going to remind myself to make sure it doesn't become a vanity thing, that I'm just shooting stuff that I want and I'm going to get angles that make me look sexy. I got to make sure that I'm still telling guys how and where to apply cologne. It may look better. It may be shot better. But I'm still, you have to provide value. Because I'm definitely afraid of starting to shoot things that look so great, but I'm still not telling you the 10 best pair of sneakers to buy because they're affordable and they have great value. So I think as long as you provide value and try to do it in an entertaining way, um, I think it'll work. But consistency, consistency, and provide value and do things that YouTube wants. It's YouTube's platform. They want videos that people are going to look for and they're going to keep them on YouTube long. So think about that. Yeah, it's good advice. Well, I don't know if we start. I can start doing a lot more stuff like, you know, John from Cavalier and all these, you know, far reaching brands, these brands I never heard of. I can always count on John to give me stuff, brands I've never heard of. Yet. Yeah, there's no, no, no shortage of uh, content ideas, you know, especially if you, if you follow the channels. I actually have a video planned for June that I'm stealing one of his concepts. So I'm letting you know right now, the, video, the, the thumbnail might even look a lot of like one of your thumbnails. I'm just letting you know right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, you, you see that a lot. Honestly, I, I think it's fine. You know, people kind of borrowing from each other and making homage videos or, I mean, even just taking the same topic or same thumbnail. I, I don't know. I think, I think people get kind of upset about it, but it's fine. It's like still like an artist, you know? I don't, to me, it makes, and I'm a very analytical person. It makes no sense. Let's say, for example, if let's take Jose, for example, say he did a video and he got a million views. Well, there's still, um, 5.9 billion people that have, that did not see that video. So, right. and they didn't see it from your perspective. So I think it's easy to get caught up in this. Oh, Jose did that video. Aaron did that video. Yeah. But think about the 6 billion other people on YouTube that did not watch that video. Well, plus, plus, plus information from you. Plus the people that watched that and liked it, they probably want to watch that same video again. Like, like, you know, from a different perspective. Yeah, and, and YouTube wants you to make that video if it's successful. YouTube is going to promote it because they suggested videos and stuff like so. And I think, too, that we're talking about clothes and shoes. How many different ways can you talk about clothes? How many different topics are you going to come up with? I've been surprised that I've been able to come up with 500 topics. I just, for some reason, I think it's just something I've naturally been able to do without really struggling much. But there were times where I actually, I tell people, I'll go look at you one of your guys' channels and see which one of your videos got the most views. I'll look at your um, video on that topic. Hmm, I like that. I think I can add my own perspective. I've done that from everybody's channel. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure, and, I, and I've had people tell me, Jose just did the video you did. You should talk to him. He stole your concept. And like, that's okay. I've, I've stolen videos from him too. <laughs> yeah. My favorite example of that was um, Gentleman's Gazette did a video on. I think it was a watch. It was something about a watch, and somebody commented, "Oh, now you're copying Theo and Harris." And Raphael responded, "I think he goes had to look up who Theo and Harris was. This video has been <laughs> done for months." <laughs> so right. That was the perfect right. Raphael right. response. Well, I I tell you, and it's part of my personality. I am not the guy to say something smart to because I love I live for sarcastic responses. So I had a guy say, "You just." You're just copying Jose. I said, nah, he's a lot taller, better looking, younger than me. But <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. And, 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 and it's funny, I'll respond to a lot of guys, and I'm good with it. Your mama joke or your, your girlfriend likes it, and they become subscribers. They love it. <laughs> I, I'll play in the comment section all the time. I think 
Um, I think it's one of the advantages of being an older guy and somebody who comes off a little authoritative and kind of confident. People don't really, I don't get many trolls or many negative comments, but the ones I do, I double down and I get very sarcastic. But everybody, they tend to like it. And when I make a great joke, they, they subscribe. They subscribe. So it's, it's, it's fun. I, I, I always find the fun in things. Um, I think, too, one of the advantages of being older, uh, and maybe it's my personality, but other people say it never really bothers me that much, especially a stranger behind the keyboard. Not, it's not going to really bother me. Um, and I'm and I quick to tell them every game, in, engagement is positive. Hit, hit the dislike button. Hit the dislike uh, button on your way out. Just keep watching all the way through. Get that watch time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually thought I was going to have to come down to Memphis and defend Brock's honor. Everyone signed with that, with that <laughs> stuff with Allen stuff. Uh huh. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I was, you know what's funny? I was waiting. I said, please, I hope he says something about me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I just wanted him to say <laughs> not not controversial enough. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, definitely any press is good press, and it seems like even the videos that get some some more dislikes or more um, of like an uneven ratio, I guess, uh, do better. Because YouTube is like, oh, this is controversial. Like, show it to more people, you know. So, it's engagement, and, and it, I think it's it's hard to be controversial in our niche. Man. Okay. How controversial you can be talking about the best chinos under hundred bucks? I mean, it's <laughs> not going to be but so controversial. So, I actually was in a in a, in a kind of uh, maybe demented way was jealous that he picked on you because I, I I I was the guy in high school that always did. I was the guy who was able to kind of dabbling all social circles. I was the closet nerd, but the athlete and still got all the girls. So I, I always wanted, I always defended the guy that got picked on. It's like, man, I, I wanted to come to Influential. Unfortunately, I couldn't come just to be there to be in I wanted to see what happened. I was like, because you could tell he was trolling. He was doing it. There was, a, he was, he was really nitpicking. He was, it, the, you and the, um, not saying it's sponsored because you, you got received free stuff. I think he was just, I think he found success in picking on Jose and Aaron and recently Ben. He really picked on Ben a lot, where I thought he did have some valid criticism of Ben, which I mentioned in one of my videos, but he went overboard with it. And I think he just said, okay, that worked. Let me find somebody else. Okay, here's this Brock guy. He's saying not sponsored, and he made it seem like you were um, castigating Aaron and Jose and the other guys. Right. It, it, was, it, was very, it was very unfair in the way, in the way that he did it, but he didn't pick on the right one. I, All he had I to was, do, Jeff, I, was jump into his comments because that's what ended up getting Brock in trouble. Was he left a pretty innocuous I comment? Yeah, I, lo I love to comment on his on his Ben video, trying tr defending Ben a little bit because you know we've had Ben on the show and he's I consider him a friend, and uh, that that's that's what got me on the blacklist. So that's the whole thing. I, I, yeah. I watched the I watched the whole thing. I I, I saw the whole thing put the whole thing play out. I think, like I said, he he had a I thought Alan had some valid criticisms of the way Ben positioned his video, which I you know, delineated in my video, but it, he went overboard. It became, it became bullying, to be honest. Yeah. I thought it was bullying to him and to you, actually. I found it to be bullying. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, building a channel off of, call it YouTube drama or, like, any sort of negativity is a solid strategy. It works. You know, there's a lot of channels that are just built off of, like, drama. Like, putting bigger YouTubers in the thumbnail, That's you're always going to get a click. But I think long-term... For me, at least, I feel better about trying to stay away from the negativity and the drama and just, you know, trying to be positive when possible. And so. also, too, if if looking at it from a businessman's perspective, how successful and how many brands are going to work with you if you're, you know, the overall positioning of your channel is negativity or tearing someone else down. And 
you know, I've watched, I watch a lot of YouTube, probably more than the average 40 something year old should, but I see a lot of channels that grow that I see why they're growing, but they're not, they're not sustainable business models. For example, like we said, negative channels. And secondly, reaction channels, things of that nature where your, your whole um, business model is, is around someone else's content. So, and, and here's advice I'll give guys too, that I, I purposely did before I got on the channel. No politics, no religion, um, no gender stuff, um, and uh, no cursing. And that's a challenge for me. Uh, I love four-letter words are my favorite words, so I had to cut a lot of because I said to myself, I want to create a brand. Um, I know that I'll be able to, with growth, I'll have, I want to be able to have all types of brands um, work with me. And also, you have to know yourself. If I start talking about religion and politics and, and relationships, I'm going to say something I shouldn't say because I'm a very opinionated person. I have strong opinions in all of those areas. So I'm going to say something I probably shouldn't say in the public uh, public square. So those are those are areas, and I don't talk. I don't. I won't ever show my family at all because you have to know your soft spot. You can say whatever you want about me. If you say something about my my kids, or I'm going to get your IP address and get come to your house. So <laughs> yeah. you can talk about me. That doesn't bother me. But if I brought my kid on here, or if I you know, brought my family member, so you kind of have to know yourself. And also, if you're looking to build a brand, I want every brand to be able to work with me, whether it's Disney, whether it's Adam and Eve or anybody in between. I want to be able to. And also later on, I have like we talked earlier, I have designs of um, having a clothing line or a shoe line and things that I don't want people to, be able to go back six years later. And I was having this big religious discussion that turns them off, you know, things of that nature. If I want to talk about that stuff, I thought about starting a second YouTube channel just to have conversation or maybe a podcast. That's a different arena. But when we're dealing with the styleology, I want every style and lifestyle brand to be comfortable working with me. So I would advise guys to keep that in mind too. Like, you know, like I said, I, I started watching Alan a couple of years ago because I thought it was funny when he was attacking Jose and um, Antonio. He had some good jokes, but all the cursing and stuff, I said, he'll never, how he's going to be able to build a business or have brands support him, he'll never be able to do this. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not going to, it's not something I'm going to come back and watch. It doesn't provide any value and it doesn't provide value from a brand unless it's going to be his own brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I follow the exact same guidelines, like no religion, no politics, like no cursing. And, you know, it's just, it's just better that way to have those like hard and fast rules because then it's easy. You just never get into it. Cause I, I think a lot of people these days, they think that if you have a platform, it's almost like your responsibility to use that platform to like weigh in on issues, which I like totally disagree with, you know, like your, your platform, if we're talking about men's style or improving your, you know, self, self-development, um, by way of dressing better, like there's no responsibility to weigh in on who you voted for. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I, and I don't think there's an upside to it, especially in today's climate where we're so politically, you know, there, there's so much, you know, black and white in it. Um, there's no nuance. You know, when I grew up in the, you know, back in the old days in the eighties and the nineties, there was nuance to politics and conversation. So it's difficult to have those conversations without, you know, pissing off 50% of the audience. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's just impossible. And then I'm tempted. I have these conversations all the time with friends and family. I, I love having religious and political conversations, but um, I feel no um, responsibility to weigh on them on the Stylogy channel. My responsibility is to teach guys how to dress better, to be groomed better, and date better. That's my only responsibility. And do it in a way that grows my, 
that grows them as people and grows my business. That's my responsibility. And for me to have, have fun doing it. Those are my own responsibilities. We have the we have the Jeff's uh, political religion YouTube channel. We we'll talk about that that stuff there. <laughs> yeah, very true. So Jeff, we're gonna hit you with our rapid fire questions, but first, you were talking about moving down to Atlanta. What's your status there? Um, for a lot of family reasons, I postponed that, but not permanently. That is my goal. I'm actually going to have. Uh, some family members moving there as well. So that's kind of another reason to move there. That is my ultimate goal. But due to some family stuff that's happened over the last year, life has gotten in the way. Um, I'm definitely still going to move to Atlanta. I just had to postpone it. So uh, I've been in Philly many, many years. I'm just going to stay home for a little while longer. But I am still, that's going to be the eventual headquarters for the Stylogy will be Atlanta. It's just probably going to be in another year or two. Yeah, because remember you, you were saying essentially that, that was your way of like, cutting like jumping into the deep end was to make that big that big change right right that was a way of forcing myself to do it um but um i'm an oldest child um so there's you know i i have feel a sense of obligation family obligations and things of that nature so i've had some personal things that have made it uh more difficult for me to uh, relinquish those oldest child obligations some of them are self-imposed if i was going to be honest you know just a certain um, responsibility no one's putting that on me it's something i kind of put on myself um, but yeah, th- th- um, that's definitely the, the long range plan. Real estate prices are better down there too. In yeah. the weather. <laughs> definitely, definitely feel you there. All right. So our rapid fire questions, I can't remember if we had asked you these last time, but if we did, we could compare your answers to see how they might've changed. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. So Oxford's or Brogues? Brogues. Morning shower or evening shower? Evening. Your favorite Bond actor? Uh, I feel blasphemous saying not one of the old school guys. Daniel Craig. He's a man coming up on 25. I'm not saying Sean Connery because he's one of my style. But the, the newer movies were just better. Oh, yeah. So cardio or lifting? Oh, that's a tough one because I enjoy both a lot. I'll go lifting because it's 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 more effective in a lot of ways. It, 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 it's um, beneficial in more ways than cardio. That's good. I feel like cardio gets a lot of hate, even in our questions here. Uh, no, cardio cardio is very important. I just think that um, weightlifting has many more positive um, results than cardio, but they're both very necessary, and I do both every day. Of course. Heard it from Dr. Morgan. Yes. What's that? I heard, heard it from Dr. Morgan. <laughs> yeah, and, and stay tuned soon for the Dr. Morgan YouTube channel coming soon to a, to a home nice. feed near you. Diversify. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to mention that that's in the plans as well. Oh, very nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah, the second channel um, being is going to be health based, um, answering a lot of questions that I don't get to talk about, and, and it's a way for me to still, if I do give up my practice, to still um, engage in healthcare and, and share those topics. So that that's something I'm working on too. Yeah, I think I mentioned you mentioned last time you wanted to cover more of that stuff because it's very yeah. important to you. Okay, uh, chinos, jeans, or trousers. Over the last couple of years, it's become chinos. I'm a chino lover now. Man. It's just that perfect. It's just that perfect middle line, and um, especially with more and more people dressing more casually, it's a way to me to still be kind of smart casual without putting on a pair of my suit trousers. So chinos, chinos, it's, that's that's easy win right there. Chinos kills. Loafers or sneakers? Oh, that's a 
sneakers. Uh, navy or charcoal suit? For me, navy. And if you're getting into the shower and you want to like pump yourself up for a big day, what's the song you're playing? Oh, that's good. What's my name, DMX? All right. Is this so ultra aggressive? You come out of it when you come out of it when it hurts somebody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We survived rapid fire. Very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that's exciting. So you know, we talked about. What you've what you've been up to and kind of what you're looking forward to? Like, what is the thing you're most looking forward to in the next twelve months? Um, the, the thing I'm looking most forward is the the, the um, improvement in the quality of my videos. Um, I didn't mention this, but one of the things in strategy that I had to start in the channel was to put out a lot of um, quantity, um, kind of striking a balance between quality and quantity. I'm going to kind of shift that ratio a bit more towards the quality angle. Um, I'll tell you guys here first. And starting in the third quarter, I'm not going to do daily content anymore. I'm not even going to mention I'm doing daily content. I'm going to switch to Friday, Saturday, and Sundays um, for a few reasons. One, to improve the quality. Um, I'm going to make longer form videos so I can be a little, I can be a little bit more chatty. Um, and also, the, the algorithm favors longer videos. Um, but um, filming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and taking all day. To, couple of days to edit and really taking my time and I think there's going to be a learning curve for me with me trying to change the format a little bit and having help in someone else's eye so I think reducing the amount of videos will help me with that personal learning curve um, but also kind of reminding myself to still provide the value and like we mentioned earlier I, I want to make sure I don't go into the slick trying to be as pretty um, because I don't want to change what got me I'm not satisfied with the quality of my videos people never, I get never getting complaints with them I'm just not personally satisfied, but I don't want to um, lose the audience that loves the way I do things now. So I want to keep the DNA of the channel, but just maybe improve the cinematography. So I'm excited about, um, it'll be a little bit of break for me to do three videos a week. I probably do minimum five now. So um, do longer form, um, but better shot videos, but still remain having the DNA. I'm, I'm very, very, very excited about um, the changes and improvement and seeing after two years of success where the next where the uh, next year is going to take me i'm beyond excited um i, I sometimes can't sleep because i'm so excited I have so many ideas i have so many things that i want to do with the channel and uh, people always asking me aren't you going to run out of ideas you would be surprised i have right here notebooks full of ideas i, I don't run out of ideas when you're doing something that's your passion you don't run out of ideas like this book i, I can't show you what's in it but these are like the three brands I'm going to create in the next three years. I have like brands that I'm going to, I already have the names for them. I already know I have the models for them, the names of them, all that stuff. So I have a lot of things that I'm very excited about it. But the main thing is just to improve the quality of the visuals of the um, of my channel, but still remain true to what's built up the audience, continues to build the audience, and which I believe I del um, deliver some good content in an authoritative, confident way. Um, but to do it in a way that's a little prettier. Nice. We'll have to catch up with you in a year and uh, and see where you're at. Oh, definitely, definitely. Hopefully by then, I, I maybe I can catch up to the modest man and, and subscribe. I'm, I'm trying, but he keeps, every time I get somewhere, he gets a little further. To... Hey, at this rate, man, I think you might. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you get back to posting more consistently, I won't catch you. Yeah, yeah. Because posting less, less videos. I've, I've been doing some behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, training up a couple editors and uh, 
getting some writers and stuff. So I should be back on, on a schedule pretty soon. But I had to get back. See, for me, what happened is I got so deep into YouTube that I let my website slip. And, and my, my website, like, people don't know this because, you know, it's not, it's not as flashy as YouTube or Instagram. But, like, my website is, is the bread and butter of the business. And, and ask you, I wanted to ask you about that because my I haven't done anything to my website in a year. I have a website, but I never touch it. But I'm always wondering, what am I leaving on the table by not having, not utilizing my website? What is the value in having the website? I mean, so like you're, you're, when you talk about like uh, YouTube being the second biggest search engine, Google's number one, you know? So, uh, you know, what most, most of when you type something to Google, hit enter, most of that page, that search results page is written content. Um, oh, it's not video or images. It's the all. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. And, and they'll, they'll show you a few videos now, but you know, if, if you have a video and an article on the topic, well, th then you can dominate, you know? So for me, um, th the website is, is more important for traffic and it's also easier to monetize without just doing sponsorships. So you can monetize it with affiliate links and ads and stuff that stuff that you can do on YouTube, but it's just not as effective. So I, I would be, I'm, I'm very happy to be getting back to, to my focus on the website and I'm okay with YouTube slowing down in exchange for that. Well, let me ask you advice on something. So with me freeing up some of my time with doing less videos in the summer, would you suggest I dedicate some time to when I do a video, write an article? Do you think that's something that would really help me as far as, far as in growth? And also, um, my affiliate performance is just okay. For the audience that I have, I thought my, my uh, affiliate revenue would be way bigger than what it is. It's, it grows very slowly. Um, so I, I was thinking using the website may be a way to improve my revenue. So would you suggest um, using some of that time to have a, 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 an article that ties into the video like I see you do and a lot of other guys do? Yeah, I mean, given that you're already writing out your scripts, you already have the article. So I, I would 100% be publishing those as articles with the video embedded. And then I'll, I'll send you a link. I wrote, I wrote a, a little article on um, on-page SEO, just basic on-page SEO for blog posts. Um, just do those and you're going to start seeing traffic. Because I noticed just watching some of you other guys, like even Brian from He Spoke Style, yourself and uh, Raphael, even if I'm Googling, I'll see stuff from Brian just from his website, even though that's how I became familiar with the YouTube channel. Even those YouTube channels are a little smaller than, than some guys. I was like, wow, this guy has some nice stuff. And it brought me there. Um, and, I, and I always thought that that was one of the things that kind of helped Raphael grow, just watching from a distance. A lot of times him and Antonio, if I type in a topic, if I'm doing research for one of my videos, a lot of times I get information from Antonio and Raphael's websites, they have a market corner. So I've always thinking of my missing the boat by not having those, having um, some, some more usage of my uh, website. Yeah, dude, you should, you, should, you should get on it. I mean, John's got his site now and you're, you're starting to see some activity, right, John? Yeah, that's been a big focus for me and it's uh, it's definitely starting to pay off. I mean, it takes, takes some months to really get it rolling mm -hmm. and then once it does, then yeah, it's, it's very powerful. So what's your um, what are you excited about in the coming months, John? I've seen I've seen you've had some some growth recently too. I'm I'm a stalker. I watch everybody's channel. So if you have a jump in subscribers, Jeff knows. I watch everybody. So I noticed you've had some some pretty good growth over the last month or two. What one? What do you attribute it to? Can you attribute it to? And what are you excited about doing in the, in the next three months or so? 
Well, now I'm not going to sleep as well, knowing that Jeff's always watching. <laughs> Trust me, I, I watch all you guys all the time. I, mm. I know I'm kind of OCD with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a numbers guy, so I just love numbers. I've always had since a kid. I was a kid, so I know that you have about 73,000 subscribers. I, I know exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) well uh in a big way the video that i did on the decline of clothing quality that kind of elevated the whole channel for about those videos those are my favorite by you like the j crew one yesterday or day before Mm -hmm. yeah i'm a j crew ludlow guy all day so that that hit me right in the sweet spot yeah Yeah. i would i love doing those videos too and I, i have a few of them in the works but that one video in particular it did it got posted on reddit and it had a big spike but then over the weekend youtube just really picked it up and so like i saw i saw traffic on all my videos rise that weekend and so that really drove mm. a lot of subscribers um i've part of this year my whole thing has been to do more um similar to you where it's like look i did all these videos for so long with a certain style and now moving to like okay if i'm gonna do a guide on no show socks i'm going to go go out with a photographer get b-roll footage get photos for eventual blog posts and instagram that also feed into the video and then all of that kind of ties together um getting better about like when i did my sneaker roundup i said in the video that my blog post was available but i still haven't finished the blog post and so like getting better about having those because the sneaker blog post on my site gets just as much monthly views and traffic as the video. So I'm not only am I bringing people to the blog from the video, but I'm also getting a lot of organic SEO traffic from that. And so spending more time, you know, if I'm going to work on, like right now I'm working on a performance Chino roundup, it's like, okay, as I'm doing this, I'm also developing the blog post because I can post at the same time as a video versus before I was like running and gunning, just trying to edit it and post it by the middle of the day. And so being a little more thoughtful about what I'm doing and I'm, I'm also trying to tone down the turn down the number of videos, but I still can't, I can't seem to like slow myself down. I have this like constant urge just to keep editing and posting. Well, to me, I have, for me, it's a little bit of FOMO. Like if I don't do another video, is my, is my momentum going to stop? I tell people to do a video every day, so I got to keep doing it. And, and for me, me, myself, like I said, I, I get a little OCD with it. So I love just watching what video performs, what doesn't. So every video is a chance to learn to see what I'm doing well, what I'm doing not well. And one of the things I'm going to start doing, I don't know if you guys have tried this, but something I'm going to do more of. Um, and I have been successful in doing it. I did a video when I first started the channel about how to wear Stan Smith. Terrible video, but it did decent. Mm-hmm. I just remade the video. So there's a couple of videos that I've done. Like I'll, this fall, I've already one of my most popular videos is how to wear Timberland boots. The video's okay. But I think with me doing longer form, um, I'm going to do more outfits. I can show myself doing them in, a, in, a, in different settings. Uh, maybe that video may have had three looks. I'll do one with seven or eight looks. It's my third most successful video. So why not do that video again, but better, longer, and they'll feed each other. So what I'll do is that one's called How to Wear Timberland. This one will be How to Wear Timberland 2019. They'll feed each other. At first, I was afraid to repeat because I've had a guy... You know, when you first start, you kind of people, you, you pay attention to everything, all the negative comments. So one guy said, he's run out of topics. He did that before. It wasn't a topic I had done before. I don't know why he said that, but it made me afraid to repeat. Now I'm saying I'm going to start repeating some of my most popular videos, do the same exact video, but longer, better, and with more looks. Like, you know, for example, the Timberland boot video, even as well as coming out of winter, 
still gets 300 views a day. So if I do a new version, better version, longer version, more confident Jeff version, that's a whole new area to just repeat your successful videos, but do them better. And my strategy was, if I'm going to repeat a video that John did or Brock did that was successful, why not repeat a video that I did that was successful? So that's, that's going to be my strategy here. I'm going to do a lot of videos like that starting in the fall. Like I'm going to do my Stan Smith video. I mean, not that, I'm not going to do that one because I did it twice, but I'll do Adidas Superstar video again. I'll do, um, one of the things I'm going to do, and I'm doing it with, um, with Brock, I'm going to do a, Har I did a Harrington video before, but I, it's just okay. Mm -hmm. Only had a couple looks. So with Peter Mann, I'm going to do a Harrington video, but this one is going to be better. It's going to be, uh, I had just started wearing Harrington jackets when I did the video last year. So now I've worn them more, I have more ideas. The video did okay. But to do how to wear Harrison videos 2019 or spring 2019, for one, it'll be search engine friendly because it's it's new. It'll be better. And it'll give people that watch my old Harrison video more ideas on how to wear your Harrison jacket. So when I did the first Adidas um, Stan Smith video I did got 10,000 views. I said, if I do another one, nobody's going to watch it. The second one has 100,000. Mm. Same video, just a better one. And they both get views. So actually the, the Harrington video I'm going to do with Peter Mann is going to be more successful than the first one. To me, it's almost like I've proven the concept with the first Harrington jacket video. And now this one is going to be uh, bigger. It's going to be better, more look. So that's something I'm very, I don't, I'm not sure if a lot of people do that. Like exactly, they may do a variation. I'm going to repeat exact videos that I've done that have been successful because I've yeah. done it once and it works so well that I'm going to, that's when I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. Just doing bigger, better, and just very, because you can't run out of it. If people are looking at a video for outlook and for outfit inspiration, and now you give them seven more looks, they're not going to say, oh man, you gave me three. I don't want seven more looks on how to wear the Harrington jacket. They're going to welcome it, especially if they like the first one. So that's one of my strategies. So I'm going to pick some of my top videos and actually redo the video, but bigger and better. Just as if I was doing a Cavalier video, but I said, I think I can do it differently. I'm going to critique my own video and see how I can do it better. I'm, I'm writing down some ideas here, man. You're giving me ideas. <laughs> you got to do it, man. You yeah. got to do it. Because it, this is something that actually just came to me yesterday, actually this morning. I was doing my cardio this morning. I walk a lot. I live in a city, so there's a lot of nice houses and stuff to look at. I live not too far from the park, so I take a walk every morning. And I was thinking about, man, I haven't looked at everybody else's videos lately and see what's popular, see which videos I actually see if I can improve. And it just struck me. Why don't I do improve my own video? So I said, you know what? I'm going to do the how to in this fall. And I'm someone who's kind of obsessive. I have videos planned for May, June, July, some of August, some of September. I already have them written down. I actually typed in my Mac. So I said, I'm going to redo my own videos bigger and better. And I think it's a, a technique you guys maybe should try too. Just if there's videos that have been successful and you think you can expand upon them, especially your lookbook video, you can't do enough looks. Um, say you did trench coat before and you said, man, I could have worn my duck boots with that. Why did I think of that? Just add more looks, make it bigger. And I'm going to tell people, hey, guys, this is a, I, mean, I did that with the Stan Smith video. I told guys, man, I did the Stan Smith video before. I didn't really like it. It's a good video. I want you to watch it. You can laugh at me. But I think this one's going to be better. So I'm going to redo this. And the audience was very receptive. And a lot of them said, man, that video wasn't that bad, but this one is better. So I think I, I'm very excited about trying that. And I think it's a cheat code. That I don't think people do. It's a cheat code. I, my Timberland video has almost 300,000 views. This one will do better. If yeah. I did 10 times better with the second Stan Smith video last year, imagine how much better I'll do with the Adidas Superstar video that I'm going to redo 
and the um, Timberland video I'm going to redo. So I think it's a, it's a worthwhile thing. I, I suggest you guys try it. Steal your own, steal your own material. I'm going to do that. I got a couple videos that are, they're still the most popular videos on my channel and they're so old and so, so poorly done. Yeah. They're cringeworthy. Just like, and, and, and also just stuff. That's that's unminded. Think about it. And, and think about what I said earlier. Like say if Jose did a video that a million people watched, six billion have watched. So your most popular video on the grand scheme of things, nobody's watched it yet. That's true. That's true. And, and those, those are the kinds of videos that bring new people to your channel. Like when a, when a video goes like, you know, semi-viral or whatever, gets half a million views, a million views. Our version of viral. Yeah, our, our version of viral, that, I mean, that's that's when you start seeing, you know, I mean, for my channel, I'd go from like maybe 200 subscribers a day to like 600, you know, like for, for an extended period of time, which is pretty cool. That's you what that wave. that Cologne video recently. It was getting 300 views a day. For two weeks, it started getting 6,000 views a day out of nowhere. I don't know. The algorithm just falls in love with a certain video for some unknown reason, and it's still getting five thousand views a day. I didn't. Do, it's, ter it's terrible video. I wish I could do that video again. I may, I actually may now that we're talking about it. I may redo that video. Yeah. And maybe add a couple of extra points points that I didn't mention, and also tell the audience I did this video before. You guys loved it, but the audio was terrible, so I wanted to read. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> You, you, know, you know, it's a format that does, that does well for me so far too, that I'm going to keep doing is the, the roundup I did. I've included both of you guys in, um, in roundup videos. I don't know if it's just the topics or the format or both, but those do well. They do so, extremely well. Yeah. You mean yeah, as far so, as just mentioning other channels? Well, I think people seeing other people they know in the thumbnail, but also, but also it's like the topic of like the best wallet for 2019 or the best watch under 40 millimeters you know like the best uh like i'm doing one about bags like the best everyday carry bag that on, um, on your instagram yeah yeah so like you know stuff like and i'm trying to include like you know the same like like i have like a pool of like 20 guys and i'll pick like six or seven for each one right 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 and so far it's, it's been a winning formula so i'm, I'm gonna keep doing those because they're also a little easier to produce you think maybe because and i think my theory on that is one um you get a confluence. Some people are just going to watch it because they see the thumbnail. They see John in the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think the um, the algorithm may favor just because I, I think we talked about this maybe a year and a half ago, trying to figure out a way to help each other grow. Maybe by doing it. one of the things you can always do, and, and I've noticed this in other niches, you do similar topics around the same time. But the way you're doing it, the way we we've all done it in the past when we've collaborated, is kind of the same topic. But us um, kind of working together, so I, I think that's a um, I think to keep doing that is a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm looking forward to that video. I'm definitely yeah, looking man. forward to that one. But yeah, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm gonna redo that Cologne video, man. <laughs> well, we should let people go find our channels, watch some videos. If you didn't get <laughs> enough, Jeff, John, and Brock here, because uh, this has been excellent. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Brock, no problem, and thanks for having. We'll do it again in another 18 months. All right, sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we'll see you next week.